Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. My name is Danny Flood, and I've got a really great guest planned for you guys today. His name is Alejandro Nunez. He is the owner of Mi Viaje por el Mundo. And uh, what makes Alejandro interesting is he, um, he calls himself a writer, but he's been traveling since 2009, having lived all over Europe and Mexico. Uh, he's currently living in Thailand. And um, Alejandro is from Chihuahua, Mexico, and he uh, blogs completely in Spanish. And he's only been blogging for about eight months now. Um, but he's able to support himself and uh, travel. And just wanted to welcome you, Alejandro. Hey, nice, Danny. Thank you for, the, for inviting me. <laughs> Good to have you here. So maybe you could just um, expand on that introduction a little bit and tell me and the listener a little bit more about your backstory. Yeah, sure. Um, well, right now I've been blogging about travel for eight months, but my first blog I have it since eight years ago. It was in Blogspot. So it was on those days like, Facebook didn't exist, or if it does, it, like, it was really old school. And I started to blog like a really, really old school way to do it. Like right now, like I watch WordPress and you can do everything like really easy. On those back days, you have to learn it by, like, by hand. You have to do it, everything, even like how to code because nothing exists. So, so that has helped me a lot. And I have blogged usually like in the past from business mostly. I have a small business in my city. Then I switched to, to full-time travel blogger. How old are you, Alejandro? Uh, 27. 27, okay. I'm yeah. a couple years older than you, so uh, I can definitely relate because I remember Zanga. Do you remember Zanga? Or is that uh, yeah. Your time? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that was actually the days before MySpace even. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and there wasn't really a lot you could do with it, but it was it was so cool that you could have your own page and uh, just do whatever you wanted with it. Um, but you're actually, you're really big on WordPress, as you mentioned, and um, I guess what's kind of unique and special about you is um, you're kind of a thought leader when it comes to blogging and WordPress. I mean, I see you on some Facebook groups, and you're often uh, posting advice, and you have a lot of... Uh, experience and, and uh, statistics to share. Yeah, the thing is, um, for example, if you look at my blog right now, it's a really kind of brand new blog. It's only, well, the idea, I had it for my year, but I started working on it like eight months ago. Like, really put the content and everything. But all the things, all the su- success I have is because of my past experience. Like, and when you look into the, on the for example, these Facebook groups, they ever, the people ask questions. It's some basic stuff I learned of those back days that now I can apply it really easily because I know how to work. Like a lot of people decide like, hey, how do, I, how do I do SEO or something like that? And for me, like, yeah, I, I started new SEO when it was just born. Uh, born. So kind of that <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, I think it's tremendous that you, um, you started this blog, miviajeporalmundo.com, uh, only eight months ago, and you're already making enough money to support yourself a little bit because I know a lot of people out there who have given blogging a try. Um, you know, they say uh, maybe it takes two years before you can make uh, decent money. There's some people who aren't monetizing their blogs at all. 
Um, why, why is it that most people seem to struggle in this area? Well, there are different factors. And I think that the first one is like, you need to see your blog as a business. It's a totally different perspective you have when you see a blog like a hobby, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, um, and like, I wanna have a blog just to record my travels or something like that. But once you see it like a real business, like uh, something you need to like, live from it, you, you work totally different. Like you see everything in a different way and the different ways to monetize it. And, and for example, yeah, like I'm earning, already earning money from it, but the, one of the things I So right now, my first product is, was just like, um, I would say like a way to monetize it, but a lot of people doesn't have, even have a product. And you, you're told like a lot of people have already a blog for two years and doesn't know how to monetize it, or if they do, they don't do it well enough. It's because probably they're just tired, like uh, just uh, playing around with it. And at the end, it's like, okay, I think I'm gonna start monetizing. Um, and you saw it also, like all the time on the Facebook groups, I'm telling everyone like, your most valuable um, asset from your blog is your emails, you know, um, your subscribers. That's the most valuable asset. And some people do it, some people doesn't care. So I was like, okay, there's my opinion. That's from all these years of blogging what I have learned. If you want to take it, go ahead. If not, yeah. well, it's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been wondering about this a lot myself too because um, I think a lot of people feel almost dirty when it comes to asking for money or... Uh, being compensated. Yeah, that's true. Like, There's a little bit of a guilt uh, associated <laughs> with it, I think. But it's, it's not only on the blogging world. It's usually in uh, the sales world. Like the people, when they start to selling, they are afraid to ask for money. Like uh, they feel like they're going to scam the people. Or I don't know. Like I could think I was didn't when I was really young. I started working. I was selling computer course, uh, courses uh, door by door. And uh, these uh, neighborhoods, really poor neighborhoods, people like in Mexico, I was working and walking house by house on this neighborhood. Some of the houses were, were made by cardboard or some of them didn't even have a proper floor. It was just like uh, dirt. And I was trying to sell them uh, computer, uh, computer classes. And it was crazy because I knew these people don't even have probably nothing to eat, but I was trying to get money from them. So we were like... Uh, <laughs> It was hard. It's kind of a guilt part, but at the same time, I have to sell to earn money. So, but I learned a lot. Like, I learned like at the end, you need to make a living, and if you have something valuable to offer, the people won't. It's like it's not like you're shitting them. You like offer them a value proposition, so they're gonna take it or gonna leave it. It's up to you. So I have nice. like a, I have some kind of background in sales, and that have helped me a lot with the blog. So, yes, I can talk my with my readership, when I engage my audience. But at the same time, I need I know how to ask them to act for me, like how to ask ask them to pay for something. It's not like oh, what they're gonna think about it. Probably I'm, they're not gonna pay, or I'm gonna cheat them. I don't know how to do it. So it's totally different. You have to have a small back uh, background in sales. Yeah, so you think that experience that you had uh, knocking on doors was, was invaluable based on, or help, it's helped you with what you're doing now, right? Yeah, it's totally healthy. Like, mm-hmm. like for me, if I, look, if, if I go uh, back in time to my, myself in the past, I will tell him like two things. If you want to really try to make a living what you do, what you love, try to learn marketing, try to, how to market yourself, and learn mm-hmm. how to sell. Those, like, 
anything else matter in the world. Like if you're trying to sell an idea and a blog post, anything, you need to know how to market it and then how to sell it and ask people to buy it. Yeah, exactly. And they're not the same thing too. Um, asking someone to buy and marketing are not the same thing because exactly. a lot of people, you know, they're good at promoting themselves. They're good at branding themselves. Um, they're good at driving visitors or traffic to their page. Uh, but they chicken out when it comes to asking for money, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fine line when, like, once you have like, this is a great idea and you can, like, you can promote this idea to the world. But at the end, you need someone to buy that idea. So you need to yeah. make the transition between this. I have this great idea. I have a tons of followers, tons of people talking to me. I have this engaged audience. But at the end, ask them for money. Ask them for pay. Yeah. So okay. So so. F- I love this topic, by the way. I could go on all day talking about this topic. But, but number one, you mentioned something important, and I think it starts with your mindset, right? Because uh, the way you see it, I mean, you mentioned that you were going around in uh, poor areas of Mexico where these people didn't even have uh, floors and didn't even have food, and you're trying to sell them a course on computers. Yeah. The, way, the way that you probably see it, like you have a mission behind you because you're trying to help them uh, have a better future by learning this information that you have to sell, right? No, exactly. Like you need to like uh, the way you like with the, these computer classes, the uh, course that you're, uh, I was selling, like they could get better jobs, probably working on the factory or something, but they can improve their lives. So at the end, the background like you're selling, it was like um, a way to engage these people, and you can see right away who's who, which people it was really poor, or which people was interested, and will make an effort to pay for it. And because they said like a way to change their life and it doesn't matter what you write like it doesn't matter if it's travel or it's like a life design or anything you need to sell this idea of it like, to the people before they buy it okay so do you think that most um, I guess since we're talking about blogging right now would you say that yeah. most bloggers um, kind of lack that mission yeah I think like well or, I, or they're, they're not they're not they don't have the they're, they're missing the aspect of like how, how am I helping people with what I'm doing? Exactly. That's, well, the thing is, there are, like, how see it? There are different perspectives of blogging. Like, a lot of people start blogging. Like, I'm talking about, for example, like, uh, the travel industry. They start, uh, start a travel blog because they think, hey, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I'm going to have, uh, have these free trips or these, I'm going to get a sponsored trips to somewhere. Probably it's the same on the fashion blog uh, world or in the live design world. Like, they, they start blogging because, yeah, I think I'm good of, with fashion. I think I have a good taste in clothes. So I'm going to try to work with brands so they can sell me or they can send me free clothes. And a lot of people start, start a blog with that mentality, not with the other side. Like, okay, how am I going to help people? How are they going to feel inspired with what I do? With what I do? That's one part. The other part is like, okay, you have an idea. Okay, you want to help people. You want to inspire people. You want to le- uh, leave a legacy of what you're doing or your travels or anything. Now you need to see it as a business, how you can turn that into a business. That's the fine point of monetization any blog. Okay, so they have to um, – that's a great point. And I think that, um, like you said before, they kind of just see it as a hobby, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think it's it's not just uh, helping people. I think it's also like a, a mental thing. Like maybe most people they don't even haven't even thought that far ahead. Like of actually monetizing it. I mean they just. I think a lot of people. It's kind of this this concept of where people become addicted to their struggle. I guess. 
Well, because I see a lot of people working really hard, you know, but they're not really getting anywhere. And, you know, I feel like there's no end game, you know, like they don't have they haven't identified the end game. That, that's the thing. They haven't yeah. identified or they haven't like believed they can. Let, let me tell you an experience I have a couple of weeks back. Um, okay. In Mexico, uh, I think the, the travel bloggers, we are around 10, probably 10 travel bloggers in different and I call travel bloggers because like two of them just talk about gastronomy or Mexican food. And we didn't have like a proper group or a proper place where we can meet and know each other. So it's just like a couple of weeks back, someone created. It was a travel bloggers Mexico, something like that. And I was invited to join the group. So when I went to, the, to this group and I started trying to meet the people who was on this group already, and I said, hey, guys, let's start to work together as a Mexican representation of travel bloggers because I have this idea. And I don't know how the topic turns into some people saying, like, well, I have my blog, and it would be nice to earn that money, but uh, it's not my, my main focus. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, you, like, if you see your blog as a hobby, it's totally fine. I have no problem with it. But you can make it a, like a professional, like a professional hobby. And say, like, oh, no, it's not like a hobby. I mean, I want to, my blog to be successful, but I don't know how to, and I don't care if it's not. So when you say, like, I want it, but I don't care if it's not, then there's totally different points of view there. Like, you want it or not? It's, if you are fine, you're fine with it's not being successful, then it's not going to be. Okay, so we've identified what the main problem here is actually in the person's own mind as far as... Because, I mean, like you're saying, they, they don't want it enough. You know? Exactly. So it's like, it's like you're, you're playing the game, uh, but you're not playing to win. Exactly. There, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I was reading, um, I talk about this a little bit in my book, and, and I was doing the audiobook last night, so I remember this distinctly. Um, there's, you know the book In Search of Bobby Fischer? Uh, I know Bobby Fischer, but I don't know that book. The book, <laughs> the book was written by Josh uh, Whiteskin, and um, you know he was a champion chess player at a very young age, and he talks about how he became so, uh, so good so fast and was able to beat you know players uh, with three times more experience because his coach, um, when he taught him chess, he didn't start with all of the pieces laid out. Uh, they started only with the two kings and one pawn. And so his coach taught him only how to checkmate the king in the beginning. Yeah. So basically they were starting with the end move um, and then working backwards from there. Because that's, that's the whole point of chess is to checkmate the king. Um, but most people, the way they learn is they, they have all the pieces and then they learn what the horse does. You know, they learn what the queen does. They learn what the pawns do. And they learn all these opening moves. Mm-hmm. But they don't, they don't know how to checkmate the king and that's the point of the game. Yeah, exactly. Totally applies in this world. So, so uh, how can we? So, we're really onto something interesting here. So, how can we um, take this strategy of this this end game and checkmating the king and um, I guess reverse engineer? Like, like let's say, like uh, you know, I want to travel, um, but I'm at home. I work some job, you know, that I'm bored with. Um, let, let's say that I have a target income of maybe two thousand dollars a month. Um, how can, how can I get like what's what was the end game? Let's let's start at the at the end. Okay, you need to start at the end. Like, you need to translate the money. Okay, I already, for example, right now I have an income of two thousand per month. So okay, if I wanted to switch from this job, that income from this job to the other side, like my blog, 
how, what do I have to do? For example, okay, if you like, there's different ways to monetize a blog, and you know it. Probably you have talked about it. And for example, if you're going in, into the ebooks side, okay, I want to earn two thousand dollars from ebook sales. So, how how many ebooks do I have to sell? And from then you're going backwards. And at the end, where you're like, at the end you want to set up like, okay, I need to sell, let's say a number, um, ten thousand ebooks per month to get that number. But it's like, okay, to sell ten thousand ebooks. How many people do I have to have engaged? And like, okay, for probably for those 10,000 people, I need to engage 100,000 uh, people. And then it's so like, okay, I need a platform with 100,000 people. That's your goal. And from there, you start backwards and going like, okay, now I, have a pla I need a platform with this size. How am I gonna, how I'm gonna build it, this platform from this size? So, and then you go like, um, okay, let's, let's start building a blog. Okay, how many readers do I need? How many pieces do I need on the month? Because at the end, a blog is a platform, a platform that you can use to do whatever you want because you have a, a, an audience who is behind you and who is going to be loyal to you. So I don't know if you have heard about um, the theory of 1,000 true fans. Yes, uh, 1,000 true fans. Uh, Chip Kelly, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, it is. It's one of the magazines. Um, yeah, so basically 1,000 true fans is that you don't need to be a best-selling author in order to make a living. You just need to have... Uh, 1,000 true fans who buy everything that you produce, right? Exactly, exactly. And yeah. the same applies, for example, for ebooks. Is okay. You, there's different approaches. Like, okay, I I can sell uh, 1,000 copies of two dollars per month of this ebook, or I can sell, I don't know. Um, I have I can have 10 ebooks, and I can sell those 100 copies of each one, so two dollars per month. So it depends on your approach, and then you go backwards until you reach the bottom line, who is your audience. Once you reach your audience, then at the end, your audience is going to be your blog. So, okay, how big it, is, it needs to be? Because it's the same, like, okay, let's say you don't, wanna, you don't have an, um, an idea of an ebook or something to, to publish or, uh, or something. Okay, let's go, let's, let's say you're going to work with brands to get sponsorships uh, or something like that. Okay, uh, what's, which size do you need to be so brands can take notice in you? For example, there's a lot of travel bloggers out there that they leave just making a sponsor posts or something like that. Just look at them and see how big they are. And once you are that big, you have a goal to become one of those. So you need to build your audience that size. But yeah. again, you need to have an, a goal of how big do you want to be to reach that point. Okay, let's, um, I want to get into, into that, but I want to go back for a second before we do that. Sure. Um, let's, let's go back to the, the end game as you're talking about. And we actually skipped over this before, but um, you have written three books, correct? Yeah. And, and you have a fourth one that you're going to publish. So your background is actually in selling uh, eBooks. Do you sell them exclusively through Amazon? Um, I have tried everything. I have so far most of them are just selling exclusively to Amazon because I didn't knew like the, the all the affiliated things work. And my first one I published it was in 2010, and I was. I was kind of naive, like, because I have no job on those days. I have my blog, and when I wasn't making enough money, so like, okay, what am I gonna do? And in those days, I read like um, Tim Ferriss' book for our uh, work week, and I was thinking like, oh yeah, I can publish something. It's all online. Say, so I can, I mean, if I already have probably more than 100 posts I have written on my blog, probably I can make an ebook from it. And I just make an ebook, I publish a website, I start promoting it, and then I'm, I'm going to become rich. That's, that's the idea. So I start working on this ebook. I 
like it was like a, right now it's selling on Amazon. It's like more than three hundred pages long ebook. Uh, is that is that your first book that you're referring to? Uh, yeah, your first one's Mexico City Unanchored Travel. No, 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 this one is even before even before that. That's oh, like, okay. a, yeah, this is like the Mexico City uh, Travel ones. It was for for my travel blog. This one is called it's called in Spanish. Well, in English, it's one thousand ideas for your business. It's basically one thousand ideas for businesses, and everything was taken from my articles that I've written uh, across the years. Okay, okay, that's great, and. Um, you know that's that's a great tip too. I mean, you can repurpose content and repackage it, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so you said over the years. Um, this is from your. You had a Blogspot website before. Yeah, and I switched them to WordPress. And, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so when you took these articles and um, put them into this book, did you take down that old blog? No, I have. St- I still have it. Oh, okay. So I, you, you have that. It's all available online for free, but you're still making money off the book. Yeah, because it's a, a different presentation, and that's, uh, mostly the sales come from Amazon. It's still selling on Amazon. Oh, okay. Interesting. See, so in that point is when I, when I reached the conclusion, all this conclusion, like, okay, on those days, my blog had an audience, but it wasn't that engaged because I didn't talk to them. I mean, I didn't have a Facebook page which I could talk to. So, and I have this you know, just email marketing going on, but it was so basic. I was using FeedBurner. So probably the, <laughs> my, my audience is just getting those only the, every time I publish an article, they got it. So for example, if yeah. I wanted to make a promotion of my ebook, of my, I'll launch my ebook, I have to make an article. Then I just wait to FeedBurner to launch it and then go back and, re- and erase the article so it doesn't show up on my face or hide it. So if I want to make a contest, I need to publish different articles making the contest. You know, like I didn't have the option to sell a proper email marketing campaign to any of those readers. Right, so, but at least you had uh, a product to start with rather than doing all of the, the blogging and social media stuff. And Yeah, that's the reason. Um, that at, well, at the beginning, I was just writing my, my blog, my business blog, just to write it. Like, oh, yeah, I want to have a blog where I can publish my ideas. That was the purpose. I started like everyone else, just to have a platform where I can publish ideas. When I started like blog, my blogging, my travel blog, I switched mentalities totally. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a platform, but I need something else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to engage my audience. I'm going to promote my book. So I started all the way backwards. Like, at the end, for example, if I took out my blog, my business blog, the, uh, the end point of it, it was my book. Now, with my travel blog, the first, where I started, it was my ebook. So I started the other way around. Okay, I see. Okay, so um, let's go back to the listener and let's say that they want to create a product the way that you have. Um, what advice would you give? Like, if if uh, if you were going to create an ebook from scratch, I mean, would you like what do you what do you figure out what to write about? Um, how would you you know do some research beforehand? Uh, you know, package and then eventually promote the book. Okay, there are different ways. I mean, if you were starting, if you were starting out from scratch, what would you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like for me, if I was starting back to scratch, for example, I'm going to tell you this is because I'm doing this right now. Um, I wrote an article a couple, like uh, two months back. Now, okay, I'm going to explain you something with um, before everything with uh, the difference between the Spanish-speaking world audience and the English uh, world audience. Like, the blogs and the audience from the Spanish-speaking countries is, like, five years behind the English world. For example, all this digital nomad scene or working online or the blogs thing is something kind of new in the Spanish-speaking world. 
for example, if you are like a successful uh, digital marketer, it's because you have a huge audience on Twitter, even if it doesn't you have a huge, uh, good engagement. So like we're a little bit behind. So I wrote an article like two months back of why it's not a good idea to buy a house and, and uh, it's better to travel the world. My background is finance. I, work for a, I used to work for a huge finance uh, company making financial valuation for them. So I made a, a financial valuation of this. Like, okay, if you're going to buy a house, you're going to invest this money. So which one is better? Just to travel or set up this investment fund or anything. So I make a financial evaluation of that. And at the end, it turns out, like, yeah, it's like buying a house is one of the, like, in a financial point of view, depending on where you are, is not a, probably is not a good idea. So I published the article to my audience, and a lot of people start sending, sending me emails saying, like, oh, that's an amazing article. You totally changed my point of view. You should make an ebook about um, personal finances. Like, for all of us that we don't know this kind of stuff, you should make it. So there's, I got an idea. If the people want, because I got like 10 emails saying the same thing, like you should teach uh, personal finance, or you should set up some kind of, um, how's called, um, consulting about uh, finance. So I was like, it's not my, I mean, it's not what I do. I mean, I write about travel. I, I love writing, but it's not a bad idea. So I had this idea of making this uh, finance, finance book, finance administration book. So I'm going to call it like, uh, personal finance for future for future travelers in Spanish. That's fantastic. So your idea your idea is already validated before you even create the product. I, no, okay, yeah, I was kind of validated so far, but now I'm going a little bit step further. What I'm doing right now is like if you subscribe to my blog, for example, in one of the articles, uh, one of the emails you're gonna receive when I talk about how to make a budget about travel, I put an announcement and says like. If you are interested to know more about personal finances and how to manage your money, like subscribe to this list. So I'm, I'm creating already an email list of people who probably will be interested in buying the book. That's the first step I've done. So I'm making my research. Then when they subscribe to this email list, they get a special email who say like, hey, thank you for subscribing. It's so valuable for me. Right now I'm working on the ebook. Honestly, I don't have an idea what I'm going to do about it. I have no idea what I'm going to write or anything. It's just like the idea of the ebook. So I tell the people, it will be so valuable, it will be so useful for me if you can send me an email of your ideas or what's your problem right now with money. Like, uh, what are you struggling? What interests you? Like, how can I help you? Okay. So I can make a better book. And so far, I have, I have got like 10 emails of people telling me, oh, thank you so much. Right now, my problem is this one. So I can know what the problem is so far. And that's the first step. Then what I'm planning to do is uh, I'm going to start like this email marketing campaign for this ebook. But at the same time, I'm going to create one section of the ebook. And it's just going to talk about saving, how to save for a round-the-world trip, just for savings. And I'm going to sell it on a small price, like $1 or $2. And this is going to say, like, if people are interested in buying this kind of stuff. So instead of spending, like, six months or eight months working and writing a good ebook, I probably would spend just one or two months writing a this small part of the ebook about savings, and I'm going to try to pre-sell it. If it works, it means I have a, a market, a valid, validated market, where I can sell this ebook, this new ebook, even before I write it. Okay, awesome. So you're basically just writing about what your audience is telling you they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, what if what if someone doesn't have an audience already, 
or uh, what, what if you, is there ways to just research uh, what could be good? I mean, what, what would be the best way to do it? Could you run like uh, ads on Facebook, like yeah, advertising, or should you look around online and do research? Uh, well, there's a lot of strategies. Like one of the, this one I got it from, actually from Tim Ferriss. Um, like if you have an idea, just validate it. Like just the thing, and this is good. I tell this all the time. Like instead of setting up and asking people, hey, will you buy this product? Just sell the product. They put a price tag on it and put it like, okay, I have this product. Will you buy it at this price? If you have a pre-sale, if people will buy it, then do it. Like, and you don't have an audience, they pay for an audience. Go for Google Ads, go for Facebook Ads, go first, anything you want. Just set up a small web page, put your idea down there, put the, the problem you want, put a price tag, and at the end, just spread like, oh, sorry, we are, I don't know, like we're editing the new version of it, or we're working on the, or we are out of stock. So we want to get back to you as soon as we can. And then you have validated your idea before start even working on it. Right, right, right. Um, I actually might have a couple of uh, resources, too, that I could suggest. Um, Google Trends, for example. I know yeah. it, it shows what uh, is hot right now as far as um, what people are looking for. But there's also Merchant Words. Have you heard of Merchant Words? No, I haven't. Um, Merchant Words is similar to Google Keyword Tool, uh, but for Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. So if you're listening to this and you don't know what Google Keyword Tool is, um, a Google Keyword Tool tells you what people are searching for online. Uh, but Merchant Words, I don't know if it, there's a free version, but I think you're limited. Um, but it tells you the, the number of searches that Amazon users are looking for. But you can also just go on, on Amazon's web, uh, Amazon's book page, too, and kind of just see what topics are out there as well. And, um, you know, maybe you can get some ideas that way. Like if you see products that are already out there, but they're uh, maybe not very good books, or they're not, or if you could take an existing uh, idea or product and tailor it to a different market. Like you said, you, you, you cater to the Mexican market or yeah, people interested in travel, for example. I mean, how many personal finance books are, are there out there? Uh, yeah, exactly. A but lot. You're, you're, you're doing this specifically for, you know, people in the Latin American market who want to travel the way that you do. Exactly. That's my market. That's my niche. Uh, just going back to what you said about the getting ideas. Actually, my my idea, one thousand ideas for your business, for my ebook, I got it because I was on Barnes and Noble and I was looking through the magazine section. So I was like trying to get an idea what kind of ebook write about, and I found this. Um, it was like it's not a proper. It was this special edition of this magazine, business magazine. I remember the name of it, and it was like one hundred ideas of marketing and one hundred ideas for finance or uh, 100 ideas for your business. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I totally could do that. And I mean, I have like this whole bunch of articles. If these guys manage to put 100 ideas for marketing, I could take a lot of ideas from my articles and make a huge book of it. That's how my, the idea of my ebook burned. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you know, you actually remind me, because I interviewed a friend, Steve, uh, for my book, and he does information marketing as well. And um, he outsources all of the research for his books. <laughs> so what he does is he'll go to Amazon and check out, you know, how-to books. Mm -hmm. And he says, take the template that they offer and then just look at what their, you know, table of contents is, copy and paste it, and then, you know, maybe put in your own variables. Exactly, yeah. And then, and then, and then so what he'll do is he'll find, you know, somebody in India to be like, I don't want to fucking research this topic. I'm not an expert at it. Pardon my language. Uh, I don't want to research this topic. So he'll say, um, 
he'll have someone go to like Yahoo Answers, for example. And um, Yahoo Answers, basically, he'll instruct them to go to Yahoo Answers, which is you type in the subject matter, and there will be a lot of questions that people are asking about that topic and uh, a lot of the answers. So you can have someone compile it together, and then you kind of just polish it up, and uh, you basically have your product, and you can do that like in a week or two, I think. No, I know. It's a great, that's a great way to do it. Like, um, I was planning to do the same. The thing is, like, to Virgin's for a Spanish-speaking audience, like, um, Finding a virtual assistant in Spanish is not that easy. That's my problem so far. <laughs> but if not, if I can find one, it will be totally my idea to do it. I will totally go for it. So you're actually um, looking for interns right now, though, aren't you? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm running this internship. It was Actually, it turns out really funny. I was, uh, I was here working with a friend, and I was getting stressed because I have some projects next year when I launched some big, big projects. But at the same time, I'm struggling because you need to maintain certain level of, um, I'll say, of quality on your Facebook page or the post you do or anything. So, like, but sometimes it's like, like really manual work. For example, editing photos. Like some people like it, but for me, like, it's it's work that probably you can outsource to someone else. So outsource the social media marketing, you mean? Exactly, something like that. So I was like, okay. What should I do? What should I do? And a friend of mine told me, like, oh, you should get some interns. And, like, that's a fantastic idea. And that same day, I just set up this internship. <laughs> and the thing is, like, a couple of weeks back, uh, I just launched uh, a question on my, on my site just to see, like, hey, how many of you were interested on making a living from Internet? Or how, how many of you were interested or publish an ebook or uh, start a blog? So I knew there was potential. So now... When I got this idea, I launched this internship. I said, like, oh, how many of you would, would like to work with me, learn everything you can from the blogging world, how does it work, what I do, the way I do it, and um, you can do it as well. So my idea right now, like, I have, right now I'm in interviews with different people. I put this, uh, this basis, like, okay, you need to do this, you need to apply this way, these are the requirements. And you need to send me the... Uh, I was really strict. When I sent my, my friends the requirements and the way to apply, they told me, like, dude, you're looking like a, a total asshole. And, like, I don't care. I prefer to be really strict with things <laughs> and get to good, good people. And yeah. Not to be that way. Well, one, one of the struggles for any... Uh, I guess if you try to scale up as a micro-entrepreneur or even a blogger is um, a lot of the young talent that comes out of universities and such, uh, they kind of overlook you for... Uh, more established companies, more secure positions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Especially if, if you're just like, you know, one guy, you know, working from a cafe, it's like, uh, at least that's what I found is that, you well, know, they'll, they'll go with like the, the bigger companies. And Well, here is different, you know, because mm. the idea I have sold to my audience is like, well, is it the reality? It's not idea I have sold. It's just show the reality. Like, hey, I'm traveling the world and I'm working from my computer. Learn how you can do the same. Like, uh, yeah, it's a travel blog, and I can teach you all these amazing places there's around, and I can yeah. teach you what to do in this place. But at the same time, I've teach like uh, you can work online and you can write an ebook. Like, I'm gonna publish this one. You can do it as well. Yeah. So they want to do that, and they don't want to work with with companies. They prefer to learn this. So all the people that have applied is because they already have an idea to start a blog or publish a, new, a book or something, and they're really passionate people. And that's the people I want to work with, people who really have an idea to do something and are really passionate to do it, and people who have been following, following me. 
So like actually like everyone who apply, I check on the on my email database for how long they have been subscribed and how long they know me. Right. So they they apply and it's going pretty well actually. Okay, cool. So let's let's get back uh, a little bit back to how you do, like you just said, how we do can do what you do, um, <laughs> as far as traveling the world and you know making money with eBooks. Um, you said so. You you had one eBook which was a compilation of travel articles. You have uh, another one that you did which was uh, a tour guide to Mexico City, right? Yeah. And um, I'm looking at that right now. It's a Kindle price is eleven dollars. Um, how You're looking at the, the Spanish version or the English version? Because I have two. Oh, okay. I think I'm looking at the Spanish version. Yeah, the Spanish version is a little bit more expensive than the English one. Oh, okay, okay. So, did you always start it out? Did you start it out at just one or two dollars? You said, and you raised the price now, or no, no, no. <laughs> that was a funny story as well. Like, uh, I found out about on Anchor a long time ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea to earn some money while I'm traveling. So, like, and I was start looking about the guys that really I have and everything. And I found out that there's this guy who has um, a travel guide from Mexico City with them. But it was a three-day travel guide. And I was like, I can do something better. I can improve it. I mean, I'm Mexican. I live in Mexico City. I can do something much better. So I said, like, yeah, I'm going to do seven days a travel guide. And I just start making it. And at the beginning, I'm like, okay, which price should I, which price should I put? My initial price was like something like, okay, if this guy is gonna is selling this guy for three dollars, that means one dollar per day. So mine is gonna be a seven dollars. That's that's my price, like how how did uh, <laughs> my study? So so an anchor, that's um, it's basically. Uh, a series of travel guides, right? Yeah, it's a series of travel guides that you can... Um, and what, what exactly does Unanchor do for you? Uh, they do, like... Well, it's not even a travel guide. There are itineraries. And I was curious to work with them because they give you the platform to do it. Like, they may give you the structure I have to put the travel guide. Like, And it's a really easy one because the itineraries, like, they tell you, okay, at 9 in the morning, you go and have breakfast at this restaurant. Then you, like, I don't know, you take a cab and go to this place. I'm going to take you 15 minutes. I'm going to cost you $2. And then you're going to be in this place for two hours walking around. So it's just itinerary day by day, hour by hour, where to go. So okay. So how, how do you sign up for uh, an anchor? Like, are they, uh, are they like a publisher or? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a publisher. Yeah. So they give you the okay. structure and then they edit the text and they then ask you, like, oh, can you go deep on this on this place, or can you tell me how to get you miss this part? Or Interesting. You, so you kind of you kind of work with them. You like work with an agent for Unanchor. Exactly. And then so you you go. I'm looking at their website. You go to unanchor.com. Uh, that's unanchor.com, and then you apply to become itinerary writer. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You okay. have to. You need to so have any, a, anyone yeah. can really do this because we all have a, a hometown, you know, or at least uh, someplace we we know well um, that we could write a guide about. Exactly. And so how long ago did you write this book? Uh, it took me a while because uh, I was working on, you know, on this financial company, so it was just working on during the nights. Um, but it took me like probably the seven days, two to three months. I think the, the, what it took me longer was to set up the pictures and the maps. The rest was really easy. Oh, okay. So you wrote this back in uh, October 2013. Yeah, uh, over a year ago, and it's exactly. it's been providing uh, passive income ever since. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's ever since, and coming like it's having increasing. The thing is, 
when I was start working with them, I set up at $7. And then I said, like, okay, I want to compete with the other travel guides. So it's like I tell them to the to this uh, to the uh, to the anchors, I'm like, hey, oh, I wanted to get my price lower, only in the English version, because I wanted to compete with the other Mexican city guides. So I just put it down to I think right now it's four four fifty. I don't remember exactly how much it is. Oh, okay, that's great. So, you know, because uh, a few years ago when I was living in Buenos Aires, I actually wrote a really long blog post about uh, how to live like a rock star in Buenos Aires, and I wish I'd known about an anchor. You can turn that like even the blog post. You can turn it like into a itinerary. There's some repurpose the content, like yeah, you said. Yeah, I, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I'd known about this uh, back in 2011 um, when I when I wrote that because then I could I could have been making passive income all this time. But uh, this this is really fascinating. So um, I, I'm sure it, just like anything, it's not a guaranteed thing that if you write an itinerary exactly. for this this that you're going to make money, right? Yeah, for me, I, I haven't. I have been lucky because mine, I think, is well, I have been even in a higher position on the Lonely Planet. So, like, for the Mexico City, I have been a best selling, even though the other guys are around. So, it's like a good thing. So, I have earned a, a decent, I mean, a decent income from it. But right now, like, what I'm going to do is like publish my second guide, but now it's going to be totally self published because now I have the audience. At that moment, I didn't have an audience, I didn't have even a travel blog. I just wanted to have a product out there. So I set up this guy, but now I have the audience, I have the means, I know how to do it, I know how to set it up. So I'm gonna run a second like uh, this other guy, and I'm gonna try to sell with my audience, but in another border sense. And I'm gonna like one thing that uh, an anchor doesn't do, and probably should, I don't know why they do it, is an affiliate program with other bloggers. Okay. I so see. this is one thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna set up an affiliate program. So like at the beginning, yes, I'm gonna start selling with Amazon. But at the same time, I want to reach an, a, a bigger audience as well. So right. I want to so disaffiliate it. Cool. So we've talked a lot about ebooks. Um, I want to get into a lot of things you just mentioned, like um, especially how you do your email marketing and how you've built your email list and do your promotion yourself. Um, was there Before we, we shift topics, though, was there anything else that you wanted to add as far as um, – being successful when it comes to creating your ebook or adding it to an anchor or Amazon and publishing? Uh, the thing, I think the only thing I need to What's add... What's the critical factor? I mean, there's different things, critical factors, but at the end, I think it's a game of numbers. I mean, if you're selling an ebook to one dollar or you're selling 10 ebooks to one dollar. So I was reading this, uh, this article, I remember where, and they were talking like the, the, the people who wants to live by books, like selling just ebooks, it could be like a fiction or nonfiction. They need to to publish at least or self-publish at least ten. With ten, you can make a decent uh, living from it. So, like ten books, you, yeah, ten books. So probably oh. you you won't be successful on the first one or two, but if one each one of those ebooks give you one hundred dollars, two hundred dollars per month, if you repeat that process ten times, then you're gonna have 2000. After the third ebook you publish, you will you know exactly how to publish the next one. It's going to be really, really easy to do it. And you can continue repeating the process one over and over again. Yeah, that's great. And I think another thing to think of too is that um, a book is a self liquidating lead source. So when I say lead source, I mean someone can buy your ebook, but then uh, they can also subscribe to your mailing list. Um, and you can you can continue to sell them other products. Hence, 
building your 1,000 true fans, which you mentioned, um, and everything accumulates. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff with having having a product. Uh, If you're you're thinking of starting a blog, I think you should start with the product before the blog because you can do a lot of stuff. You can offer... You can offer your uh, your ebook for free for new subscribers, or you can make right. a promotion to increase your followers, uh, Facebook fan base, or your Twitter, or anything you can. You can make a trade-off of content by engagement. So it's like a, I should say, let's start with an ebook. That's an amazing good way to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and again, that comes down to starting with the end game. You know, starting Ex- with uh, what you're going to sell. You know, exactly. versus because, you know, a lot of blogs and a lot of websites, they're either product-driven or content-driven. Exactly, yeah. And the ones that are content-driven, I mean, they're, they're writing content all the time, you know, posting new blog posts and writing guest posts. Uh, but there's nothing, they're, they're not monetizing, they're not selling anything. And usually what I see with the content-driven blogs is that they go for Google. They try to get all this traffic only for Google. And for me, that's uh, the one of the worst strategies that you can do to get uh, followers or get to your blog to see because Google someday can change right. the algorithm and just screw, screw you. And, so, it's, and it's far more valuable to have customers than it is to have readers. Exactly. Um, especially if you're giving value and, and they enjoy your product. I mean, they're going to be stronger fans than someone who just visits your page and leaves. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. Um, let's let's shift topics. I mean, this has been great, a great conversation about ebooks and um <laughs> you've given me a couple of ideas for things that i want to do after this call um for my own stuff but uh let's let's talk about so you your uh blog mi viaje por el mundo has been around for eight months you said yeah and you have you told me over three thousand email subscribers yes um what's your your traffic estimation too if you don't mind me asking yeah, the traffic is, uh, right now, I'm around 25,000 page views, around 25, 30 per month, 30,000 page views. 30,000 per month, and they're yeah. all uh, mostly through Mex- in Mexico, right? Yeah, the, in fact, I set up my blog like in Google Webmaster just to show, like, preferring to Mexican audience. Like, all my niche right now is Mexico, so far. Like, that's my niche, Mexican audience. Okay, so why don't you tell me, because um, I know you've been holding out on me a little bit. You said you had some... Um, things you've been trying as far as uh, getting engaging your audience. And I also want to know how, how did you build your mailing list uh, up to this point in the first place? Well, the, thing, the first thing I knew I, I need to do is offer something in return to subscribe. Like when someone subscribes to your email list, they're going to give you probably the, more, uh, the most valuable thing they have online, their email address. So you need to give something valuable for them in return. So what I did is I wrote down this small guide. This wasn't even a, calling it a proper ebook. It's just a 15-page long guide on how to get ship plane tickets. And it was really easy to, to write it. In fact, I just write it on a flight, on a flight from Mexico to Japan. I wrote it down. Like um, I was looking through all my fans and all my, the question that I was asked, I was asked for more. And it was the same over and over again. How can I get cheap plane uh, plane tickets? How can I get cheap plane tickets? So like, okay, instead of, here's like a decision I did. I could write a post about it and try to rank good on Google, or I could turn it into a guide 
and try to get my my roll my email ad, uh, email list. So far for me, it has been the most the best decision I have made. Okay, and how did how did you have that idea for um, that ebook or that opt-in giveaway? Just going like just as, like, just looking around the question that people ask me more. Like which was the most asked question that people send me all the time, and it was that how to get cheap plane tickets. That's what they ask me all the time, over and over. Okay, cool. I see. So it's good because at the same time they keep asking the same question, so I can send it to my email, to my to my blog, so they can subscribe. So mm-hmm. it has. I, I know there are some. You know, you, that's interesting because I know there are some plugins out there as well. Um, I think Wishlist Member is one, um, but there's other ones that that can lock content. So you can basically you can post something on your blog uh, for free. Uh, and yeah, after after a week or two, it'll it'll lock it, and they have to subscribe. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you recommend that, or does that piss people off? <laughs> uh, honestly, I haven't never used it. Like one okay. time, I was trying to explore the option of uh, paid content like that. Like you need to pay to see the rest of the content, but uh, you need to be really like, have really good quality. But you can go other ways to monetize a blog, and I didn't thought that was a good idea. So. Honestly, I prefer the email. I think it's more personal. Just the fact that will, they will open your email in their, on, on the computer, on the phone, is more personal. You're getting into their lives. So it's, right. it's a good way to engage with the audience. Well, I, I don't mean just a, a membership plugin. I know there's other plugins that, that collect emails as well um, in order to view the content. Um, but, you know, the, the question I seem to get asked the most is because I write about location independent entrepreneurship and you know travel um people always ask you know how do you support yourself when you travel how do you make money uh without a job and and able to do this stuff and um you know i did this huge blog post a couple months back where i I interviewed 15 location independent experts and the post was really popular but i'm wondering you know maybe it would have been better to just uh convert this into a giveaway or an ebook instead you can you can do like you can convert it or you can transform it like based on it and just change the like the thing written down. Like you can put like fifteen ways to support yourself while traveling and easily this is now manifesto that you can give in exchange for the email address or something mm-hmm. like that. So you don't need to redo the whole thing. You can just take the main points of it and make a small manifesto, a small guy, a small picture, a small infographic, something. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was I was thinking about you know I guess my main concern is like um, I had 15 people contribute to this you know what if I just I take it off and I just make it an ebook or, or like a guide myself I mean what I piss these people off because you know they they they're contributing to this and then I'm just using it to advance my own ends um, but you know you're right I guess I guess I can take that same content and then just kind of uh, build upon it or, or tweak it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. can do a totally different thing from, from based on the same. And at the end of the article, if the, if it's that popular, you can say like, hey, if you want to get the manifesto or get the secrets about it or something like that, just subscribe to my email list. That's good stuff. I mean, there's there's really nothing wrong with repurposing your own content. Exactly. Which is what you do. Exactly. Right now, I'm, I'm on the other side. Like, I'm about to write a post about how to get uh, cheap plane tickets just to try to um, to make it rank on Google. So I can go the other way around. Like I'm going to take my my guide and make it smaller and make a post about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, okay, so you mentioned one was having a good uh, offer, right? Yeah, you need to have a good trade-off for me. Like 
And for example, and I have seen this a lot in the travel blogger world. They offer um, this uh, this ebook of pictures, like in a trade off. And it's like, yeah, pictures have knife, but it doesn't have any value. Like I can go to any like Google Images and saw the same picture to Flickr or something like that. But what if instead of offering just the PDF with picture, you offer a zip file of a wallpaper? That's totally different. And it's the same content, you're just using it in another way. And I think it's more valuable for the people that they can put a wallpaper on their computers or for the phones. Like, oh, this image is resized so it's for your iPhone. So it's like something different you can offer. And there's much value on it than only a PDF with images. So the thing is, the thing you're going to offer for finishing in exchange for the email, it has to be valuable. If not, then don't do it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so I'm looking at your websites. Uh, I'm looking at your opt-in page or yeah. your opt-in boxes. Um, you have a smart bar at the top, which says yes. uh, in Spanish, it says, do you want to travel the world and don't know where to start? Exactly. Um, subscribe here. And then you also have um, an opt-in box in your sidebar. Uh, where do most of your <laughs> subscriptions come through on your website? Do you have a landing page for your giveaway? No. No. You just just wait and just a pop up will appear. That one is the most uh, effective one. Uh, it's so it's it's the uh, it's the Sumo Me uh, application. No, the, uh, the Sumo is the one on the top. The Sumo Me is the the top bar, like the Hello bar, but it's the Sumo Me Sumo Me version of it. But uh, the most like the most one is um, um the the pop up. I know that a lot of people hate it, but usually the people who hate it are all the bloggers. <laughs> I have noticed that. Because the real audience, the real people that you want to engage with, they don't hate this, uh, these pop-ups. And if you offer up a really valuable per, uh, offer, then they're going to subscribe. That's where my, most of my subscribers came from. Oh, sorry, Alejandro? Oh, no, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, my mic was muted. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I'll... I'll uh... I'll add that part out. Um, okay, so I'm looking at your website right now, and I don't see the pop-up, but um, do you have a plugin that you use uh, to do that? Um, yes, it's called Monster Optin. Monster Optin. Okay, is that a yeah. free plugin? No, you have to pay for it. Uh, the thing is, like, I was looking different plugins, and I went with this one. I was trying to get other one. Uh, the thing is, I'm working with this email marketing company that is a little small compared to the other big ones like Aweaver or Mailchimp, but it has better prices and allows you to do that. But because it's a small, it doesn't work well with other uh, pop uh, pop ups thing. But I, in the past, I was working. I was my pop up. It was for a free version. Like I just like. Uh, but the thing is, like you need to know a little bit of code to put it on to work, make it work. And what I do, like this is a tip for most of the people who doesn't know how to code. Like you can set up, like make a new post and just set up the, how you want it to look. Like put the picture on the left side and put the plugin and put the other subscription thing going on. Then go to the, to the code version of it and just copy and paste the code. And it will look the, almost the same way you want to look. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, but the thing, like, if you go around my site, I'm really kind of pushy to subscribe. Like, I mean, I have this sidebar, I have the top, the, the top bar, I have the pop-up, and if you read the article, at the end of it, I mentioned, like, hey, do you like the, this blog post? Why, why don't you do subscribe? 
And anytime I have the opportunity, like, hey, like the time I found ship plane tickets, if you subscribe, you will get one. You will, you will know how or something like that. Okay, awesome. So it's almost like a guarantee. Like if you get this book, uh, you will learn how to, you'll get your first cheap ticket guaranteed or something like that. Exactly. Um, so what happens after they sign up? Uh, tell me about the, the follow-up sequence. Okay, this is the, I think this is the most important part of every email marketing campaign, okay. the follow-up. That when, once you sign up, um, usually I have uh, two things, the double opt-in, and I haven't managed to put the double opt-in thing on the pop-up, only on the sidebar, on the, the top bar, I think. The double opt-in is like when they subscribe, they're going to receive an email so you can confirm. And when they do that, if you subscribe on the sidebar, once you put your email and once you put your mail, your name, you're going to be sent to this new page. Uh, it's a landing page. And say, like, hey, thank you for subscribing. Let me... Um, and right there, I made my introduction and say, like, you're, got, you're about to receive my guide while you wait. Why don't you read this? And it's a series of instructions. The first one is, like, an introduction. My name is, um, how, uh, how often I'm going to email you, and what, I'm, what kind of uh, things I'm going to email you. So you can know that the next time you receive an email from me, you know who it is and how often you're going to get and what kind of information you're going to get inside of that. That is really important. Okay. I'm, not yeah, I'm actually looking at your uh, thank you page right now because um, I, <laughs> I did, I just guess I, I did your URL slash gracias. Yeah, gracias. Por and, and then yeah. I got, and it redirected me to your, your follow-up page. And I, yeah. you actually have a really long um, uh, page here for your opt-in. Like, you know, most people on their thank you page, they just say, you know, thanks for subscribing. We look forward to talking yeah. to you or the something. Yeah, the thing is, like, I yeah. have a really long page because I want to, I have a serious instruction. The first one is an introduction, like who I am and what you're going to receive. The mm -hmm. second one is, it's important that if you have a Gmail account, just read this. Why? Because most of the, um, uh, probably, it, it, this is work in two ways good for you. If the people... Put you like when you send an email, probably they will end your email in the um, on the promotions um, also in the promotion tab, not in the primary email. So you need to tell the people take my email from the promotions and send it to prim primary. Then, if you can add me as a contact to your emails, like just click uh, right click and said as a add as a contact. Why? Because if Gmail saw that a lot of people add. This email to the contacts and email, Gmail knows that you switch all these promotions to the primary and it's your domain on the email, like it's uh, mine is Alejandro at miviajeporelmundo.com. So my domain is at the end of the email. So mm -hmm. if Gmail knows that, it will help you, help you to rank better in Google because it's a trustworthy page. It's a trustworthy site. I see. Okay. So it's, it helps you. That's, that's important to do. Just, so, just putting that information on there. Yeah, exactly. So okay. not, only, not, not only do they receive it, mm -hmm. they also to open it and also to Google to know that you are a trustworthy person and your site is good. <laughs> this is great stuff because, you know, most people, don't, they don't even talk about how to set up your thank you page um, when you set up your mailing letter, m email letter. But um, it just rings so true to me, too, because um, in, in my business, you know, I, do I used to do advertising consulting. And one of the first things I would always do when someone signed a contract is I would send them, uh, you know, a letter, uh, a signed letter along with a little gift. Mm -hmm. And um, the letter always 
outline expectations going forward for our relationship. You know, how often I'm going to communicate with my client. Exactly. Um, you know, and then you're also telling them exactly what to do as well as so so basically you're you're taking this opportunity to further your relationship with them. Exactly. And it's not like uh, most people they, they sign up for the email and then they start hitting them up with I mean, they sign up for the newsletter and they start hitting them up with email and, you know, you may never hear from them again, but you're actually bringing them back to your site and um, engaging them again, too. All of this, like, a lot of people just have a newsletter sign up and the first email you're going to send is, like, like you send one, one newsletter every two weeks. So the first email is going to be two weeks apart since he signed up. So probably he won't remember you. He don't know, he don't know you. Mm-hmm. Probably you will end in the spam folder and you don't know about it. So... You need to engage as fast as you can with this person so they can know you, so they can open your email. And you have a chance to offer them even another gift on your thank you page. I, I haven't, yeah, I have thought about it, but I haven't yeah. done it so far because I don't have anything to offer. So I uh, will do <laughs> later when I die. And actually, like in the thank you page, I also wrote directly, like, okay, if you want to know more about me, read who I am. Or if you know what you're going to find here on this uh, blog, read, uh, read the star here. Or you can follow me on Facebook. Or if right. you have any questions about how I, why I travel or anything, you go to my frequently asked question page. Or just, um, and at the end, say like, okay, if you have passed already an hour and you haven't got my email, you, you probably because of two stuff. You write uh, your email wrong or it's in your spam folder. Just go and check it. Okay, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, strategy with your follow-up? Um, because I know there's, there's several, uh, different, um, you know, people have different game plans when it comes to what they send people. Yeah. And I know, um, Pat Flynn, uh, smart passive income, he actually has a, an article about this, um, where he says he has a non, I guess it's a non-aggressive strategy where he just, he's trying to just deliver as much value as possible. How do you do it? Yeah, it's, it's actually the same way. Like, mm-hmm. right now, my strategy, once you sign up, you're going to start receiving emails. And the thing is, what I wanted to do with my audience is motivate them and teach them how did I start traveling. So, for example, the first okay. email you're going to receive is my ebook. Thank you. This is the ebook, so you can get free plane tickets. The second one is like, it's an email, like a motivational email, like, okay, you want to travel, but now you're afraid of, you can read this article, how to beat your fear, how does it travel, what motivates me, or something like that. And then I keep talking, talking, I say, okay, what do you have to do before traveling, traveling the world? Like, okay, start to plan your trip right now. This is the tools I use uh, to travel the world. And this is how you can make a budget. This is how, like, how can save money. All of this email, I offer a lot of value information that is not available in my blog. Like, you can find, mm. find it there. So, so what, at what point do you sell something? Yeah, I sell everything since the beginning. <laughs> For example, on the third email you're going to get from me, is say, like, this is the first step before traveling the world. Because I set up this email because a lot of people say, like, oh, yeah, before traveling the world or travel outside your country, you should travel inside your country. You should travel to Mexico. So I set this email first and say, I will go even deeper. Don't travel the, the, your country. Travel your city. And then I, sell, I set up my sales pitch. That is like, when I, like me, when I was living in Mexico City, I explored the whole city. And that's the reason I said I came up with this guide. So if you're traveling to Mexico City, you can check it out. So like, uh, like that's the first thing because I offer them that. So like, um, I know they can uh, to, to, to try to get a sale. 
at the end of the article, say like, okay, now I'm going to start talking and about how you can make your trip or your travel, your travel dreams come true. Okay, so you kind of like uh, at the opening of the email, you just put like a little snippet. Exactly. Say you can check out my book, uh, Guide to Mexico City on Amazon yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But, and, and I know that, um, <clears throat> I know that A. Weber, do you use A. Weber? No, I use uh, Matt Mimi. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know how it works with that, but I know A. a Weber, for instance, they have um, these little short codes that you can use uh, where you can insert snippets if you have some type of promotion. Um, uh, I think they're called global text snippets. No, I don't. I, well, I'm not familiar. I don't know them. So. <laughs> okay. Well, basically what it does is like you can insert it into the body of the email, such as the intro or your PS. Mm-hmm. You can say, PS, do you want to check out my, my guide to Mexico City? Click on Amazon. Uh, no, well, here yeah. I put like, the whole guide, the whole picture, the whole cover picture in front of the email. I was going really direct with it. It's like, here it is. But the thing like the feedback I have heard from people is like, it feels so natural. It's not intrusive. Like, okay, yeah, I have your guy. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. I know it. So it's like a non-intrusive sale. It's not that pushy. Like, if you want it, here it is. And then I continue with the emails because at the end, this is just like a small thing. Just, yeah, this is article. This is my guide to you. Buy the city. You live here. You can learn a lot of stuff. If okay. not, let's continue with your plan, with your trip. Okay. So you basically, you, you, when you sell, you, when you do the call to action, it's very indirect. Exactly. Okay. And another thing, like a lot of people tell me, that, yeah, well, if I don't have a product, what you do? They go for affiliated. For example, I set right. up this email and it said like uh, tools to travel your world. And it's like, okay, okay, I know guys that, and like, uh, like the fifth email, like probably you're really excited because you already know where to go. So before continue with the budget part of the trip, let's talk about tools so you can know which tool do I use. So I set up, like, for, for example, for, uh, for booking hotels, I use these ones. And actually, I do. I, do, like, I okay. use booking.com and I use Hostel World, but I have an affiliated program with them. I'm not affiliated. So right. and it's, it's a sale at the end. And the same with uh, planes or with uh, other ebooks or something like that. So you, so can you basically up- offer them deals for these uh, partners. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. And, and, then, this, and then you take it. You take the approach that you're you're giving them value. You're giving them sweet deals. I think people are receptive to that as well. No, exactly. The people think, yeah. like, "Oh my God, this is the most amazing email I have received so far." And it's true. I have I received yeah. email. Like this is so valuable. A lot of people don't share this kind of information. And but it's like, I, I I noticed that like what what kind of turns me off a little bit because I'm subscribed to internet marketing newsletters, mm-hmm. and um, I constantly get hit up by these. Uh, offers from other people with some, you know, must-have solution uh, that's only available for the next 48 hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know, I know what I hate. I hate those because and, usually I never know who's sending this. Like, yeah, and then you okay, click on it and then it goes to some, you know, video page and it's like, all right, I'm going to teach you the secret to whatever it is you want, but first you have to watch this 60-minute video. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. then they don't even tell you what <laughs> That really pisses me off. Yeah, it really pisses me off as well because at the end, like, I don't remember exactly to which email list I subscribed for, and I'm getting all these kind of emails over and over. Like, who's sending this? Who are you? So it just unsubscribed immediately. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, we can talk about this all day, I think. But the one question I wanted to ask, um, kind of going back a little bit uh, before we sign off on this interview, because we're already going a little long. Um, what, how, how did you build up your list to the first 3,000? Um, because I think, you know, that's a big hurdle for a lot of people is that uh, they can sign up, but then 
you know, getting uh, subscriptions. And I don't mean, you know, you talked about the offer. Um, you talked about the pop-up. Uh, how about, like, you know, just driving the right traffic or promoting your, you know, getting enough people so that they can convert into yeah. your list? Okay. The thing, like, well, what it works for me and what I've used is first I have this, my, my main audience right now is on Facebook. Like, I start to build in a huge audience on Facebook, but I try to engage with all of them. The thing I love about Mexicans and Latin people, they are really passionate. We're really getting to, like, if you're talking with them as a, as a person, as a real person, they're, start, they're starting to respond. Like, just to give you an example, yesterday was, like, uh, the April's full day, but for the Latins. So I pushed this joke on my page. And I got a huge response from my audience. So they're really passionate people. So first... I show myself as a person with them, like a person that you can send in an email and he will respond, a person who will answer every comment that you put, put on Facebook. Then I start to send them to my blog, like because I knew that my blog is ready to capture all these emails from everywhere. So like I know if you go to this blog post, you will get a pop-up. You will see the, um, at the end of the bottom of the article this, um, this subscription thing or on the side. So I know my, my blog is ready to capture so I was trying to offer value in some kind of information and content. Go to my blog, read it here. And then if they ask it a question, instead of answering the question, I send them to my blog. That's the reason I set up the, the frequently asked questions. So the people all the time ask, uh, how do you manage to travel? Or where do you get your money? Or something like that. So like, instead of just answering them, I send it to my blog. So like, okay. try to send your, all the people, your audience, to your blog as much as you can. Because if they know you from all other side like your Twitter or your Facebook or anything and you send them and your page is ready to capture emails mm -hmm. then you're you're good so and, so you send them in your blog and in your comments when you comment on Facebook yeah and every time like someone and also like in, in photographs and such as well yeah uh, in the progress okay. yeah I think like also the what I'm I used to tease them and I used to tease them a lot like oh like for example if I'm gonna publish a new article I say hey guys I'm gonna publish a new article but guess, guess who's going to be the first one to read it? Of course, my email list, my subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed, do it, do it right now. So like this kind of tease, <laughs> the people want to be the first one to know. So it's like, it was okay. okay. So I get a, a lot of uh, subscribers because doing that. Right. And so you, you have a big following on social media. You have um, over 46,000 likes. Yes. Um, how, how did you find all these people in the first place? Uh, at the beginning, it was hard. I mean, I had to invest a lot of money on Facebook ads. Okay. But you need to engage them since the beginning. Like, and this is one tip I, I regret a lot. Like, at the beginning, I was just investing money, just money for likes. But my, the likes for itself, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. So if you plan to invest money on Facebook, try to have a strategy to what to do with those likes, with those people who are going to visit your page. Where do you want them to go? What, what do you want me to do? Like, which one is going to be the first post they see? Like, probably it's going to send you to, the, to your site or engage them as soon as you can. And for me right now, like, yeah, I invest money on Facebook, but because I know those people, some way they're going to go to my site and they're going to subscribe. My end goal is subscribers. It is not like Facebook likes. I don't care about Facebook likes. I care about subscribers. So I try to do everything I can just to send them to subscribe, like, on my site, everything I comment, everything I push, is like trying to offer them a, a value so they can subscribe. 
Okay, and then so the main uh, call to action again is the cheap flights, right? Exactly. Subscribing? Okay. Or other stuff, like you, you'll be the first one to read this article. You'll be the first one to get to know this uh, thing. Or if you want to be... everything, Every time I try to okay. get, tell them that they're going to be the first ones or they're going to be like the, the ones you're going to spoil if they are subscribed. They're going to be your favorite ones. So they feel great to do it. Okay, I see. But you have other offers as well besides just uh, cheap tickets then? Yeah, well, okay. usually like all the promotions, all the contests. Like, for example, I set up a, this contest from the people who, from my new guy, like, hey, I'm going to offer three, three copies of it. But guess who's going to be the only ones who like, will, will be able to participate? Of course, my subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much did you spend to, to get this following uh, through Facebook advertising? Um, not that much. I mean, so okay. far, I think I have spent, like, well, if you look at my likes, it's 50-50. 15 organic, 15 inorganic. Okay. And right now, it's just mostly organic. I, I don't invest that money. And so having, I, having giveaways and, and whatnot um, is a good way to get people to promote you? Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, you need to promote the most shared content. Not the, like sometimes the things I promote is a call to action, like follow me on Twitter or follow me on Instagram or subscribe to my email list. Yeah, I try to promote those, but I know those doesn't perform well with Facebook because Facebook doesn't want the audience to go away from Facebook. But Facebook wants the audience to stay there in the platform. So if you, if you promote something that people share so that people can stay longer using Facebook, Facebook will help you to, to accomplish that.